welcome to the fifth episode of Crime Stories of Pakistan. I'm your host Jehan. Let's dive into today's case. Side note: None of the opinions stated here reflect my thoughts. How one chooses to be identified or what their actions are, if they aren't hurting themselves or others, I feel no one has a right to judge or intrude in the way that they live. Furthermore, no one has the power nor the right to kill anyone. who thinks or acts different from others Pakistan is an Islamic state with a significant influence of Islamic teachings and principles in its legal system and societal norms as a country that adheres to sharia law sharia law is a system of laws and principles that have been derived from religious texts and teachings of Islam including the Quran and the hadith hadith are sayings and actions of our holy prophet muhammad so it serves the sharia law it serves as a guide for muslims in matters of personal conduct morality and legal affairs in line with these religious beliefs pakistan has laws that criminalize homosexual acts section 377 of the pakistan penal code prohibits court carnal intercourse against the order of nature unquote it is often interpreted to include same sex sexual activities and engaging in such acts can lead to legal consequences social stigma and discrimination in pakistani society discussions around lgbtq rights have gained some visibility in recent years there are individuals and organizations advocating for a greater acceptance and for the rights of these communities in pakistan whether it's right or wrong whether it makes sense to you or not being tolerant and accepting is a pinnacle aspect of islam it's a pinnacle aspect of being human so no matter what no one holds the right to harm or kill someone because of their sexual orientation The reality is coming out as gay or lesbian in Pakistan often leads to harsh consequences including being rejected by their families being coerced into heterosexual marriages facing discrimination bullying and violence while there are some pockets of acceptance within urban upper class communities even affluent individuals encounter discrimination and may be compelled by their families to enter into heterosexual marriages to protect the family's reputation so imagine being a part of the lgbtq community in a country like pakistan where there are platforms for dating like tinder and bumble for heterosexuals where there is some level of tolerance towards the opposite sex meeting and dating but think about how much suppression and suffocation someone feels who is gay a lesbian or even transgender within a society that has zero tolerance towards their existence parents would shun you friends would make fun of you and society it would either torment you or isolate you homosexuality is seen as an illness a curse a disease side note i don't share these opinions or thoughts i have personally heard people say quote get married and all these feelings will vanish unquote or quote it's just a phase you'll get over it unquote 
in 2014 an app called manjam was downloaded by a man named mohammed ijaz manjam is an app for homosexuals mainly for gay men mohammed ijaz was born in pakistan but specific details about his date of birth and upbringing are not known all we do know is that he grew up in lahore which is a city in the province of punjab details of his educational background such as the institutions he attended or any advanced degrees he might have obtained are not known publicly but brace yourself he was a paramedic so that would mean that ijaz had or would have received specific training and education related to his profession as a paramedic his role would have involved providing medical assistance and emergency care to individuals in need paramedics are trained to respond to various medical emergencies administer basic life support and transport patients to medical facilities for further treatment it is important to note that the focus of the media coverage and public attention surrounding ijaz primarily centers around his crimes rather than his personal and professional career Muhammad Ijaz was reported to be married in 2011 and he had two children. The only thing that was stated by Ijaz in various articles and interviews was that he experienced sexual abuse as a child which had a significant impact on his life. He mentioned of being victimized by an older boy when he was 10 years old. This experience rightfully led to a deeply unhappy childhood. In 2014, April 2014, Muhammad Ijaz stated, quote, "I started going on Manjam 2 months ago using my mobile phone and found that the gays are everywhere in Lahore." Unquote. Through this dating app, Muhammad Ijaz started talking to individuals with them believing he was approaching them in order to start an affair. One of his victims was a middle-aged retired army major. The other two were boys in their 20s. Allegedly, Muhammad Ijaz met with the victims in their home, had sex with them, drugged them using sedatives hidden in their food before he strangled them to death. The police officer reported that all three victims were found with their necks broken. The killings happened in March and April according to the police officer Asad Sarfraz who headed the investigation. His team examined each victim's call logs. All three victims had been killed in the same manner and all three victims had one phone number in common. When the police traced the mobile number they were able to identify that the number belonged to Mohammed Ijaz. The police had to act quickly as Ijaz could strike again. They found a former lover who had connected to Ijaz through Manjam, the app, and used their meeting to hook up as a honey trap to lure Ijaz to the police. And obviously, Ijaz took the bait. At age 28, Ijaz 
arrived at the designated location thinking he will get away with yet another killing but he was immediately arrested and you must be wondering why did ijaz kill his victim was it because he was afraid that one of his lovers would spread rumors about their sexual affair he lives in a society that looked down on people who were homosexual was he scared to be isolated abused harassed or maybe even the target of violence by those around him or was he petrified that if his sexual encounters came to came to light his wife would leave him take his children with her the news of his affairs would spread like wildfire in his family relatives friends everyone he knew would find out and banish him or maybe if his sexual activity became public knowledge maybe it could lead to him being fired from his job i am not justifying his crime but i am trying to paint a picture of how one would feel from his perspective if these were the reasons of his crime one would feel or could feel bad for ijaz and the situation he found himself in i mean it doesn't make what he did right but maybe just maybe one could feel a little ounce of sympathy but but none of these reasons mentioned were the reasons he committed the crimes he did in fact when you hear why he committed these crimes your blood will boil upon being arrested he stated quote my way was wrong it is tragic that the families have lost their relatives but they were spreading evil in society and i had to stop it they are spreading evil and transmitting diseases they cannot control themselves unquote he goes on to say quote i wanted to warn them to stay away from this evil unquote you wanted to warn them to stay away from this evil yet you met them had sex with them sedated them and then strangled them to death so where is the warning when ijaz narrated to the police that he was sexually abused as a child he stated quote i have hated them ever since unquote while ajaz was in police custody there was an outrage towards his heinous crimes in the lgbtq community in pakistan one member of the pakistan's gay community stated that he was worried ajaz would be seen as a hero by some conservative muslims he said quote the problem is that pedophilia and homosexuality are often conflated so people think eradicating homosexuality means eradicating child abuse ijaz had been sex- had been a sexually active member of the gay community for several months it seems he was motivated by self-hatred and internalized homophobia the worry is will it inspire others to do the same unquote So in 2016 Muhammad Ajaz was sentenced to life in prison. Upon his arrest he claims he wasn't gay himself. His motivation for killing gay men was because of what happened to him as a child and therefore he wanted to teach homosexuals a lesson. He also claimed that his wife didn't know what he had done. In an interview from his prison cell Ajaz who sported a neat trimmed beard and was kept shackled ex- expressed remorse over the killings but said he committed the crimes to stop wrong doings and there's a picture of him that was taken with his head covered which 
Side note, this does not make sense to me. So in Pakistan, when the police catch killers or rapists or robbers, they'll show them in a picture, handcuffed, but then they'll cover the faces of them. You know, I just want to say, show us the faces. Show us the faces so everyone can know who they are. When this case came out to the public, Hadi Hussain, a queer rights activist in Lahore, wrote an open letter to Muhammad Ijaz. This is what he wrote. Quote, Dear Muhammad Ijaz, I never thought I'd be writing this open letter to someone like you. But it is one of those moments when it becomes one's responsibility to speak up. You might be surprised to see me use your full name here. I even wish I had a photograph of your face to shame you publicly. After all, we live in a society where the media conveniently flashes pictures and names of victims of atrocities while showing utmost concern over maintaining confidentiality of horrendous criminals like you. I will refuse that privilege to you. In the last two months, you murdered in cold blood three men who were living independently in Lahore. You sedated and poisoned them and broke their necks. Even as the police and media were treating these as usual murders, your actions sent a shockwave in the underground gay subculture of Lahore. Rumors spread like wildfire of an ongoing gay hunt as all the deceased men were active on popular gay social networking websites and apps, and the community knew them. The rumors were confirmed when a news channel, Summer, showed a sensational program last weekend that seemed to have been sponsored by you. We saw you brazenly confess to the killings. You described how you established contact with them over a dating site and lured them. You denied the police's allegation that you had sex with them before killing them. I want to respond to some things you said on that show. That is important for me because I am part of the kachra, garbage, the word you use to describe gay men. Firstly, you said that you hate us because we are gay. Would you be kind enough to tell me if you have ever tried reading anything on homosexuality beyond the bigoted, twisted lies society told you? You said you discovered the gay dating sites popular in Pakistan through a Google search. Did you ever bother to Google search and read about homosexuality, the scientific scholarship or alternative religious views about it? If you had, the course of your life and the lives of those who were ruthlessly murdered by you might have been different. Instead, you chose to hunt down and kill gay men after having sex with them and satiating both your lust and your childhood trauma. Once again, Google search wasn't on your mind when you were making associations between homosexuality and child sexual abuse. The difference between homosexuality and child abuse is not rocket science. Child abuse is an unwanted sexual activity perpetrated by an adult over a minor. There is no consent involved in it. Homosexuality involves sexual as well as romantic relationships between two consenting adults. What happened to you when you were a fifth grader was child abuse, 
not homosexuality. The guy who molested you was a pedophile, not a gay man. How could you not have been more thorough in your search for the truth? Actually, I am not surprised by your selective attention because mostly people don't bother to investigate beyond what they are told. It requires more mental effort than simply hating people and coming up with devious ways of killing them. We react only to reaffirm our social prejudice. That is why many are hailing you as a hero and savior of society and I am anticipating that they will turn you into an icon just like they did. The man who assassinated speaking up against blasphemy laws. The only thing that makes me sorry for you is that when you faced child abuse and told your parents about it and they registered a police case, you did not get justice because the accused man was politically influential. How is it that you did not blame the corruption and nepotism of such a criminal justice system? Why was the police not the object of your ire? Why didn't you avenge yourself by standing up against the one specifically responsible for the abuse you faced? If you had known better, you could have worked against child sexual abuse, spreading awareness and empowering children, breaking the social silence over it. You not only missed the opportunity to do that, you gave into the same system by becoming a murderer, answering injustice with injustice. You thought that your actions would instill fear of death in us? Community members initially panicked. Some existing online forums and groups were deleted, but you forgot our undying resilience, which has motivated us since childhood. We have been bullied, abused, kicked, mocked, shoved, taunted, punished, violated all our lives. We have been told by the zealots of this heteronormative society that we need to change or live in shame for being who we are, live in constant fear of being discovered and to remain guilty of what we do. What we have faced has been more fearful than death. Perhaps I need to thank you, Ajaz, for sacrificing the lives of three people to unwittingly break Pakistan's silence over homosexuality. Our lives and deaths are now part of the public narrative. You will rot in jail, but we will rise again from the collective shame, fear and guilt that you have brought upon us. We will still talk, meet, hold hands, exchange hugs and kisses. We will make love unapologetically. We will continue to hope, believe and work for building a society where education and dialogue will change social prejudice. We may be in mourning for now, praying for our departed brethren who became victims of your hatred and bigotry. Yet, as Maya Angelou said, quote, you may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Yours fearlessly, Hadi Hussain, unquote. Wow. This open letter that he wrote to him says so much, but this case is deeply disturbing and tragic. It highlights the fact that anyone, regardless of their profession or outward appearance, can harbor dark and violent tendencies. This case also underscores the importance of vigilant background checks and mental health evaluations within professions that involve public trust and access to vulnerable individuals. The transformation of a paramedic, someone who is typically associated with saving lives, 
and providing care into a serial killer is a shocking betrayal of the trust placed in them by society. This case brings to light the alarming impact of deeply ingrained biases and prejudices. Ijaz's claimed mission to eradicate homosexuality as he saw it as an evil is a reflection of the harmful societal stigmatization and misunderstanding surrounding LGBTQ individuals. It emphasizes the need for greater education, empathy, and acceptance to combat such harmful beliefs and prevent acts of violence against marginalized communities. It calls for ongoing efforts to promote mental health awareness, foster inclusivity, and build a safer and more understanding world for all. Thank you for joining me on Crime Stories of Pakistan. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast for more true crime stories. I appreciate your feedback. So please take a moment to leave your ratings, comments and suggestions. This is your host Jehan signing off. Stay vigilant, stay compassionate, but stay curious. See you in the next episode.